Hi, this is Joe Shannon. I'm a lawyer, a husband, a father of six kids, and I also uh, host a podcast called Opening Statement with Joe Shannon. Please consider listening to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple, and any other folks that host podcasts. Just Google Joe Shannon and podcast, and you'll find it. I hope you enjoy the show. Well, I've been looking forward to this interview. You know, it's really fun for me to uh, to see somebody go from uh, being a, a, a kid and growing up through high school and college and then getting getting a, a great um, vocation and, and job. You know, we've interviewed those people before. I want to interview, uh, introduce you guys to um, a really uh, cool uh, young person, uh, Aaron Casey, who is from my local parish, St. Joan. And... Um, I've always known her as a kid with, you know, her and her, her, uh, her whole family sitting there and, uh, at mass and her father was a firefighter. Mom's a school teacher. Um, you know, three other siblings, really cool, uh, to see them grow up and, and different jobs, uh, throughout. But now she's, she's working for the, uh, Chicago White Sox, which is fun. So welcome, uh, Aaron Casey. Thank you, Mr. Shannon. Thanks for having me on the, on the show today. Yeah, well, you can call me Joe. You can just, okay, uh, just, yeah, yeah, just call me Joe. Yeah, so it's, uh, although we've known each other that way, it's, this is, uh, uh, we're, we're more, more peers now because you're, you know, a big professional. So, um, okay. so uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your present job. What, what are you doing? Uh, so I started about a year and four months ago with the White Sox, and I am a digital video coordinator. Uh, so I work in the digital communications department. Um, and work very closely with our social media team um, just to create content uh, for social media, um, for YouTube, um, just uh, both on the field and off the field uh, content with our players. So um, that's a pretty cool first job. It is. And to be honest, I didn't expect that to happen right out of college. Yeah. So um, I think I may have told you this, but my wife is a long, uh, lifelong White Sox fan, and uh, a number of my kids are big White Sox fans, and, and I'll, I'm a Seattle Mariner fan. I grew up a Seattle Mariner fan. Um, okay. Do you think, are you a baseball fan, Aaron? I am. Mm -hmm. All right, before we get underway, do you think that my Mariners will ever be in the World Series? <laughs> um, I don't know, but I, I hope for your sake that they will. I, um, I'm hoping that, that the White Sox make it back there one day, but I, I hope the same for you. Yeah, you know, so it's been a trail of tears, Aaron, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, the Mariners came to Seattle. Uh, I was living in Yakima, Washington, and okay. uh, I was, I think I was 13 or 14 years old, and so it was, it was so exciting. And so let me do the math here. It's been 43 years, and we've never been to the World Series. So yeah. Uh, it's getting cub-like pretty, you know, pretty quick yeah. here um, on these numbers. And so, yeah, but I'm excited to talk to you about baseball a little bit. So, yeah. um, I mean, all of us are starved for entertainment, especially sports, because, you know, you know, 
America, America's, you know, sport is baseball. Mm -hmm. So what, how did you get in, involved in, as a kid about, with baseball? Did you, did you like it? Yeah, I grew up in a family um, that was divided. Uh, my mom was a Sox fan, dad is Cubs fan, and both of their respective families are the same. So it was, baseball was always on the TV. Um, I started playing softball when I was eight and played all the way through high school. So um, it's always just been, sports in general have always been um, a big part of my life, uh, both on TV and playing them. But um, softball was definitely my favorite and that's, that's why I continued it so long. And um, I couldn't be more thankful for that now because it definitely gives me an advantage um, with the job that I'm in right now, having played it on my own and kind of knowing um, the back end of the game and uh, just kind of the mentality of the players. Mm -hmm. So, um, so most important part of your resume is that, uh, you know, you're in St. Joan Parish and you went to mm -hmm. St. Joan of Arc High grade school, which by the way, is the best grade school in the United States, <laughs> at least the lower 48. So yeah, so we're, you know, I want to throw that plug out there, but then you went to Downers North High School, right? I did. Mm -hmm. And then where did you end up going for college? I went to Ball State University in Muncie, Indiana. Um, I chose to go there because uh, they have a really impressive telecommunications major. And not only that, but what specifically drew me there was they had a, a specialization under that telecommunications umbrella um, in digital sports production. And it was, it is the first university in the country to have a major devoted specifically to sports production. Well, that's cool. So yeah. that prepared you for what your job is now, right? Yeah, and it's it, it was a, a seamless transition um, because everything that I did at Ball State was hands-on. Um, and I, I got exposed to so many different things um, in the industry, um, all in industry standards. Um, and so when I, when I um, transitioned from Ball State to the White Sox, it was just a continuation of what I had been doing for the last four years. So it was, it was really validating to see that um, the education that I was getting at Ball State was, was all that it was hyped up to be. Well, that's cool. And then, so um, you did a little bit of uh, video project production as well? Yes. Um, so in our, um, in our uh, major, there's about 40 of us and all 40 kids kind of have different interests. So um, some people wanted to do in front of the camera work and some people wanted to do behind the camera work. I went into it wanting to be in front of the camera and being a reporter. And uh, very quickly, once I found out how much went into that and how, how competitive that area is, I found myself more comfortable behind the camera um, and doing more video production. Well, I, as I understand it, the, the producers of stuff, at least as films, make all the dough. So mm -hmm. stick with that. I think you know, <laughs> that may be the best thing. Although I think you'd be great, like right now, you're great in front of the camera. You, you know, oh, you're a you. good spokesperson, et cetera. So, um, so tell me about it. What, what exactly do you do for the White Sox? This is exciting. Um, so it's, it's kind of all over the place. I, do, I, I try to do a lot of different things. Um, and I think that's the best part about my job. Um, and our, our department is about eight people or so um and specifically in Sox tv which is the the group that i guess i would say i'm in uh, or the mini department i guess that i would say i'm in um there's only three of us 
So while that presents a lot of challenges, it also works in our favor um, because there's three of us. We can pretty much do whatever um, we want if we have an idea, um, different ways to showcase the players. Um, if we have the idea and we have the ability to do it, they give us the green light to go right ahead. So I, I've found myself enjoying um, showcasing the players to be one of my favorite things to do. So I love interacting with the players during the season, during spring training. Um, we have a ton of great guys on our team. And I, I love being out there um, on the field before games, after games, uh, just capturing like the raw um, footage of players interacting with each other. Because I think that's really what um, connects fans to them. Um, not just when they're cleaned up, um, sitting in for an interview on TV, um, but just seeing who they are uh, just in the dugout or coming in after warm-ups. Uh, fans love that. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was like, uh, you know, that we've all been during this whole uh, coronavirus break that I would call it, mm -hmm. um, we've all been kind of um, captivated by the last dance uh, mm -hmm. video, which is a lot of the behind the scenes mm -hmm. stuff, which, you know, people, people love that. I don't think they like it. I think they love knowing yeah. the behind the scenes, what's really going on. I mean, they mm -hmm. see the greatness of these, these players, but they, they like to see, see the humanity of it. Is, yes. is part of your job to bring that out? Yes, it 100% it, it is. Um, people just want to see these athletes that seem to be larger than life, um, humanized, just like you, and, you or I. Um, because that's really what it boils down to is that's, you know, they're just average people. They, they just have a pretty cool job. Um, but, um, and I think they, they appreciate that when people see them like that as well, because um, they just want to be accepted for who they are like the rest of us. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a huge part of the job is making them, just showing them for who they are. Right. So um, you know, before I, I move on, I saw this really cool thing on the internet um kind of alluding to the last dance in that you know michael jordan was a chicago white Sox mm -hmm. player and he was i think he played for the bulls i'm not sure but yeah no, he did <laughs> he played for the bulls yeah yeah but that that piece of art that that you put together um you know i'm hopeful that that maybe we can you know uh figure out a way to just put a link to that because yeah, it's just absolutely. amazing so tell me how, how that uh, all came together so at the beginning of this, when we found out that The Last Dance was going to be moved up and uh, shown starting in April, um, we all, my department had a conversation about what we wanted to do um, because we, are, as the White Sox, are in a unique position because he played for us for a short period of time. Um, and no other team, no, there's no other team out there that would have been able to showcase that in the way that we were able to. And we knew that at some point after a few episodes, we realized that there was going to be an episode here that they touched on his career with the White Sox. So we were digging through um, old archived footage with him, different photos, which are really cool. Um, I always stop and I look at all these, all the photos whenever I see them because um, they're just really, really cool to see. Um, and the craziness surrounding um, his time with the White Sox, which the craziness followed him wherever he was. But um, I wanted to come up with a unique piece of content, something that um, that we made, and it wasn't um, like just taking a, an old piece of footage and just repurposing it. 
So um, something that I've been wanting to do for a long time now is to uh, hand draw animations on um, an iPad. And it's very time consuming to do that, but I figured now would be a better time than ever to do that. And so I wanted, my idea was to show Jordan hitting um, in a socks uniform and as he's running to transition into um, a, him in the Bulls uniform and going up for a dunk. Uh, so I used, I used the iPad, um, drew it frame by frame. There was probably, there was around 90 frames all told in this little seven second piece. Um, but it turned out really cool and I was really excited with it. And I found a call from Harry Carey when he played against the Cubs in a spring training game. Um, and Harry Carey had the call to it. So I, I put the call underneath it. Oh my it gosh. It to be just a, a really cool piece. And the internet reacted, or just the engagement on it was just mind blowing. I, I couldn't believe it. I was really humbled by that. The coolest thing ever. I mean, I, I was watching it and then I, um, then I think I saw your dad post it and say, yeah, my daughter did this. I was like, yeah, I know her. I know her. That's great. <laughs> it's, so um, it's cool to see. It's cool to see my uh, diehard Cubs fan dad having a soft spot for the Sox <laughs> now that I'm there. That's well, sure. yeah, I bet you he, he doesn't care. He, he's probably pumped that you worked there and he, he probably is slowly <laughs> becoming over to be a Sox fan. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, um, you know, one thing, you know, I, I, you know, having my wife be a fan and I know my daughter, Emma, and my son, Will, uh, are, are Sox fans. And, um, you know, um, one of the guys here, Pat Cummings, is probably one of the hugest Sox fans I know, he, he and his father, Dan. And um, so they're all over this team. They, they mm -hmm. like the rebuild. Mm -hmm. um, but talk about the great characters that you have. I, oh, mean, yeah. I mean, you got, uh, I, I love Abreu. Mm -hmm. I think he's great, and I, and then but but now you got Eloy, you got mm -hmm. Makata, you got all these young guys coming up. You got Tim Anderson, who's like become bigger than life. Mm -hmm. you got these great pitchers. I mean, um, you, the 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 buzz around, you know, um, the park must be palpable. Oh yeah, it's it's been such a long time since people have gotten this excited over a White Sox team and I think it just makes it even better that we have such a great group of guys um, they're they're just as nice in person as you see them to be on camera and they're just as fun like it's not an act that they're they're putting on um, and I think that team chemistry is going to take them a long way um, if if the core of this team like what you were saying Abreu and Mancata and Aloy um, stay stay like this it's um, it's definitely exciting and it's you can tell in the office that just the days are the days seem to go by faster because everyone's in in such a great mood knowing that we're on the doorstep here oh yeah so um so it's really fun to, to go to the games now and and see that I, I wish we could go to the games i know um but so what and you work right in the stadium right yep that's where our offices are that's awesome so tell me tell me about uh what are you, I mean, you a little, this is a little bit of inside baseball here. What do you uh -huh. think is going to happen? I know that I'm not going to hold you to it, but what do you think is going to happen for the season? I don't know. Um, I don't know anything more than what the general public knows, and that's the truth. Um, I'm hopeful for a season because I think 
that would bring everybody's spirits up and it, it gives people something to watch uh, during this dark time. But um, who knows what's going to happen because, you know, ultimately the health of our players and our employees and um, just everyone across the MLB is, um, is, is more important than uh, getting games in. So we'll see. I, I, don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, but I'm hopeful for it. Yeah, so, I mean, talk about um, an ambiguous situation. I mean, I've read everything from that, you know, the, the baseball games are going to be played all down in Arizona, and they're going to be confined down mm -hmm. to Arizona. Um, if that happened, would, would you probably go to Arizona then? See, I'm not sure because I remember when they originally t talked about that, um, they were talking about how they would have to quarantine all the players as well as all of the any staff that comes in and out of the facility. Uh, so I think if that were the case, it would require me to go down there and then I wouldn't be able to do much. I would have to stay down there and my life would pretty much just be going to the ballpark and coming back, which wouldn't be the worst thing compared to what I'm doing now. But um, those are, I mean, everything that's being thrown out is just kind of just guesses. So I don't even know if they would send me or if they would use someone that's already living in Arizona to to go and capture this stuff. But I know that the more recent plans that have been rumored to be going out are uh, the teams playing at their home fields and then shaking up the divisions uh, so that we'd be playing people or teams more in this area. But, um, and, and in that case, I would assume that I would be able to go in and out of the park and do my job while keeping distance from um, others. But I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I know it doesn't really help, but um, I would I would hope that if if they do come back and they're playing in Chicago, that I that I'd be able to to go into my go into the office and do my job. All right, so give me a give me your favorite White Sox memory. What do you what do you got? Oh well, this this probably it, well, it's not it doesn't involve me working, um, but I this past year went to. Um, the Cubs Sox game at Wrigley Field and I had won tickets I was sitting a few rows behind home plate in Wrigley some of the greatest seats that I've ever sat in at a baseball game and I had two tickets and so I asked my dad to go with me because uh, he was the one that gave me the love of the game um, and of course he's a Cub, big Cubs fan but uh, Sox were down during the game and I believe it was the seventh inning or the eighth inning um, Aloy Jimenez oh, yeah. came up to the plate and just ripped a home run, the, the, the game-winning home run. And it was one of the most exciting things that I've ever seen in person. And just to be able to see, to share it with my dad was, was really cool. And also just the fact that he's my favorite player currently on the team. Um, and just with all the, the storylines that were involved with him being a Cub and then being traded to the White Sox and knowing how how powerful that moment was for him too was really exciting. Yeah, I you know I watched a ton of games. I what, you know one of the things that people in my generation, um, for the record, I'm 56 uh, years old and very happy to be 56 years old. Anyway, so uh, my generation loves to watch baseball on TV. Mm -hmm. You know, men that are about my age, and so I keep it on all the time. So I I've watched tons and tons of White Sox games, mm -hmm. and watching this kid, this Illoy. Uh, Jimenez guy he is all natural baby yeah I mean yeah. the guy is electric and then that smile that the I guy know. has I mean he, so to me he's just you know he's just such a fun to watch he's like uh, 
got a joy for the game, but mm-hmm. he's also clutch. I yes. mean, you know, I, I know that uh, people say he's not the best defender in mm-hmm. the world, et cetera, but I think he's going to eventually, after he's in the, in the big leagues for a couple of years, mm-hmm. he'll get that down and, and they'll say, oh, what a great defender. Yes. But, he, but it seems like to me he's a hard worker too. Oh, he's, he's a super hard worker. And he, it's really cool because he's taking after Abreu. All those guys in the clubhouse love Abreu. And I think with them re-signing him, um, it's, it's going to pay off dividends for just the team um, off the field and, and just the chemistry and just his work ethic. Um, he comes in every morning um, at spring training at around 5, 5.30, and he gets his workout in early with Abreu. Um, and it's really cool to see that. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a very hard worker. He realizes that his defense isn't, isn't where it should be. But at the same time, he's 22 years old. Um, and that's, what, that's the really cool part about all of this because he's just a monster at the plate. And who knows where it's going to take him if, if he keeps working hard like this. Um, and like you said, his smile and his, his energy, it's, it's fun because it's like you're watching a kid out there um, just playing because he loves the game of baseball. And for him to be so dominant in that position is really fun to watch. Talk about monsters. What about Mankata? I know. That guy, that guy's got superstar written all over him. Yes. I mean, going, going from second to third, mm-hmm. which is, you know, if no, people know baseball is like impossible. Mm-hmm. And then handling third the way he did and then having a great season like that. I mean, that guy, how old is he? I would say he's 24, 25. He's, he's also very young. I mean, yeah, these, these guys are all so young. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. these guys are like really young guys that could be there for a long time. Yeah. And what, tell me about Mankata. What's, what, what makes him tick? I'm, I'm so happy for him after the season that he had last year because I remember everything that was I, – I, I can't imagine all the pressure that was circling around him just after his first year and a half. Um, people are saying he was a bust. He was struggling at the plate. Um, he was playing at second and making making errors left and right, um, but I I know he worked really hard this past off or the last off season before last season um, to get his swing where he wanted it and to to get his I think a lot of it for him was also his mental or his uh, mental side of it too um, get his swing down um, and then he moved over to third base and I think he just thrives over there because he doesn't have as much time to think when the ball gets hit to him because it's right there. Um, but he had such a great season last year, um, both at third base and at the plate. And you can tell that that weight has been lifted off of his shoulders and he's so much more fun and he just walks around with this confidence that he didn't have before and everyone can see it. And I love that too. So um the sky's the limit for him too um, oh my gosh I, yeah. those guys and then and then you got the guy that had probably the best season last season was tim anderson yeah I think he led the league in batting average and it's just an unbelievable yeah. shortstop and i like i really like how he you know kind of wears his emotions on his sleeve yeah. and you know and to, to me I, I you know some people say oh it's showing people i don't think that i think the guy is just confident he loves his team mm-hmm. and he wants to, to psych the guys up. I mean, what, what makes Tim Anderson tick? Oh yeah. I loved him. And I, I know that there's people have different opinions on him, but he has, he's one of the most down to earth guys uh, in the clubhouse. Um, even though he can come across as cocky sometimes, 
but I think that's that's exactly what gives him his success. He walks around with this chip on his shoulder, and um, it gives him the the confidence to go out there and do do things like that. He he has such a great story. He's he started, I believe, at a community college or a junior college, um, and he he didn't pick up baseball until later um, later either in um, high school or college. Um, and that's different than most of the, the guys. Most of these guys have been playing co- uh, baseball their whole lives. So for him to be such a great athlete, to pick it up so late and to be where he's at now um, is really impressive. But um, yeah, I think, I think he brings a different spirit to the, to the team than, than what we had before without that. Uh, he, gives, he brings a little bit of a fire um, and an energy that rallies up the rest of the guys too. Uh, with both, yeah. both both those bat flips and all the the energy that he brings to the team, so yeah, he's t- fun. Tell me what what position did you play when you played uh, softball? I was a pitcher mostly. Um, I did I did enjoy playing middle infield here or there. I played third base when I was uh, when I was younger when I was in the in house leagues. But then once I got to to high school and I saw you know these some of these girls that come up and just crank the ball to straight down third baseline, okay. I was terrified. <laughs> and I, I knew I was never going to be able to have fast enough hands to, to read any of that. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was big into pitching um, all the way up until uh, my junior year when I unfortunately had a stress fracture in my uh, spine. So I, I kind of stopped after that. I didn't really do a ton of pitching after that, but then I finished out my high school career playing, uh, playing left field. So yeah. So, uh, so do you think that uh, you could strike any of these guys out uh, as a pitcher right now? Right now, probably not. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I could have thrown them off in my time. Because um, <laughs> I see but, these, I see these softball pitchers. Yeah. That, uh, you know, because the the pitchers, uh, the rubber's closer to the uh-huh. plate, mm-hmm. and they strike out these MLB guys. Oh yeah. Left and right because. I mean, it's on them before they know it. It's a riser and all this type of stuff. Right. So, I mean, it is. I mean, some of these pitchers are. I can't remember her name was Finch or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was a pretty good Jenny pitcher. Finch, yeah. yeah, she. I saw her. You know, strike out some MLB guys. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a. If you go on YouTube, you can find a video. It's called Sports Science that uh, ESPN did, and they they break down the pitches. And I believe, unless things have changed since I was pitching, um, the softball mound is 43 feet away from the plate um and then i'm not sure how much longer the mlb mound is but um even though there's there's a huge difference um both both a softball pitch and a baseball pitch um regardless of the the speed of the pitch they both come in around the same velocity um because of that distance with the mound Right. Um, and the delivery is just so different, like with a softball pitch being underhand um, versus a baseball pitch being overhand that throws off the batters. And I think that's when you see those videos of softball pitchers striking out the, the baseball pitchers is that there's so much more movement when um, when you see it coming or when it comes from underhand, um, an underhand fast softball pitch from such a short distance. Um, and in softball, you can have like the rise ball, the drop the drop curve, the curve ball, like there's so many different pitches that can be thrown. Um, and then when you mix up the speed, it's, it's really tough. You know, I, uh, the, the, one of the producers of, of our podcast, uh, Sydney Patina was a, uh, 
she played in college as a, uh, a softball catcher for Western Illinois. And um, I always find that fascinating um, how these, you know, that sports, the competitiveness of somebody in sports translates into business. And, you know, she's just very competitive about putting this on and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. But I would love to see her, seeing you pitch to her and then the, the calls and stuff. But could you throw those pitches? Could you throw the curves and the risers and all that stuff back I, in the day? I was, I, I pretty much did a fastball. I threw kind of an off speed. Um, I had a change up and then I did throw a curve and that was probably my favorite one was the curve. Yeah. You like seeing yeah. like swing way beforehand and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I would throw it and I don't even remember what I would do, but it would just, it, it would just take a bite right there at the end. And my dad and I would both just look at each other and be like, Whoa, that was cool. <laughs> Cause he would catch so, a lot for me, but yeah. So break down some of the pictures for me. Hmm. So you got Giolito. I mean, the un unbelievable year. I mean, was he, was he, he was uh, in the Cy Young, uh, Cy Young running, he, wasn't he? He was in the running. He, he didn't win it, unfortunately, but um, he was an all-star last year, which he had an unbelievable year um, on the mound. And yeah. I think he, he made a huge change in his, uh, in his pitching deliver or like his, uh, what am I trying to say? Like his, his throw. Mm -hmm. So he, he's a tall, lanky guy, and you would never expect by looking at him that he'd be this, this athlete. But um, he would have, like, this long motion for his delivery, and they, they over in the offseason, they shortened that up, and it, it just it, – it worked, um, and it clicked. Electric stuff. Never yeah. looked back. So it, yeah. it, it's really cool to see that. Yeah, and then you got so, so you got some other guys. I mean, really young pitching staff. I mean, I think they learned last year. They kind of grew mm -hmm. up a little bit. Um, then you have the, the 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 big fella on the shelf, the young guy. And so we'll see if the flame thrower flame thrower can come out. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've but, got a lot of good pitch, pitching this year. And I I know last year it was a question like midway through the season what what we were going to do because we didn't have I would say I, I would say we didn't have depth. Um, but we we've got we've got a lot of depth when it comes to starters now so it's really exciting to see that as well as um you know people who uh the relievers and closers so i'm yeah, you I, got Dallas I'm, Keuchel now yeah we've got Keuchel and um he's just got a different kind of pitch especially when you see it in person but but it works for him and it, it it's great to, it was really cool to see um but it, it, that's what i'm really disappointed about is we had all of these pieces finally and now like for this season, and it was it was looking really good in spring training, um, and now who knows how this season would have played out. Well, we'll see. So hopefully we'll get an abbreviated season, and then, you know, it'll be the Mariners and the White Sox to go to the World <laughs> Series, and then if one of them makes it, then one of us will be happy. But I think <laughs> you better start getting ready to start putting your artistic uh, talent to start drawing some uh, World Series stuff. That would be, that, that's the goal. I'm looking forward to that if, if that day ever comes. We always talk yeah. about that in the office, just you know how great it'll be if and when that time comes. Um, but I think the process getting there is gonna be, be a, lot, a lot of fun. All right, so before we wrap up, what's your favorite uh, food at the ballpark? What's the, you know, I, I, think, I think the White Sox concessions are the best. My favorite, and I'll take, you know, we'll give you some time to think about it. I like the, the brats um, mm -hmm. and with the, uh, with the onions on there and all that. Mm -hmm. I, I think that is 
the best ballpark yeah. food. And I just smell it when I walk in there. I go, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting that. Oh, it's How about you? especially because I go to work in, in the summer every day and I, it smells like hot dogs and brats. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard because I just want to have a hot dog every day. Um, I do love the brats there, but I would say that you can't go wrong with just a classic Chicago style hot dog when you're there at, at the games. Great. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, Aaron, I wanted to, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that, that you make a commitment that you'll come back to talk to us about what's going on with the White Sox um, and uh, all the, the stuff you're doing behind the scenes and with the players. But I really want to thank you for coming out. Anything else you want to say before we uh, head out? Um, I, I would say just for all the fans out there, just to, to be patient out there and uh, get excited because I'm, I'm very confident that this team is going to go pretty far. And when it does, when it happens, it's going to be, it's going to be really exciting, especially considering everything we're all going through right now. That is, that yeah. sums it up. So, hey, a moment of optimism from Aaron Casey. <laughs> and then make sure you guys go to Facebook, uh, go to Twitter, uh, go to the White Sox uh, social media stuff. Check out that really cool, uh, I guess it's, a, it's a, like a video, but it's an animation yeah, of animation. Michael taking some swings and then ends up dunking <laughs> the ball. It's great. Uh, that's all uh, Aaron Casey's uh, artwork, and I, I hope you uh, got some uh, some protection for that because I think it's going to be worth a lot of money <laughs> there. And so, well, listen, thanks Thank so you. much for joining us, and we'll we we will check in with you later on, hopefully during the season. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. All right, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the opening statement with Joe Shannon. You can find us on the internet at shannonlawgroup.com or telephone our office at 312-578-9501. Have a terrific day.